Blog Talk Radio. Are they scared? 
Because to me, there would be mm-hmm. no reason for them to do go through these extremes of, you know, making it more difficult for people to vote when it looks like the majority of the people affected by the suppression that they're trying to put in place are people that don't vote Republican. It's not even just about black people or people of color. They're going after the non-Republican voters. So to me, that says you're running scared, and maybe with each of these elections, the numbers might be getting slimmer and slimmer with that red state victory. And I think they're just, you know, just getting desperate. And they feel like, you know, we got to make sure that the Democrats don't take over the state of Texas, so we're going to do whatever we have to do. That's my opinion. Mm. Okay. What you think, Kel? Mm, it's all a bunch of crock. You know, it's just sad that we have to continue to fight, um, you know, uh, to vote. I just don't understand that. I guess because it's a quote-unquote white society, you know, we people of color always have to struggle to um, to do everything. You know, we got to fight harder, do this. You know, everything is just, it's just not simple for us. We have to fight all the time. And I say it. Um, you know, after 400 years, shit, I'm tired. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, our ancestors fought for different things for us, and we have to still continue to fight. It's, it's, it's rough, man. I see why people, you know, go out there and do crazy things, and, you know, people just tired. That's that's the bottom line. Be tired, so that's my okay. opinion on it. But uh, yeah, it is what it is. What's your opinion, Papa Didi? Mm. Well, the way I see it is the the undercut and the underbelly. See, when you sit there in Congress and you sit there in the state government, you kind of get a bird's eye view with just what's going on in the state. You know, you you see the change before it's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want if you want to see what I mean by see the change before it's coming, look at Flint, Michigan, when the governor threw the switch on the regular water line and had the bad water coming into Flint. They knew what they were doing when they threw that line. You know, so Texas know what they're doing now because they see the population, they see the change in people, and Texas is very. Hispanic and everything else, you know. Mm-hmm. So they they know white folks ain't fucking like they used to. Let me put it that way, as far as population is concerned. And I just say it that way to say that population is what it's all about. You know, if you're not populating, then you ain't growing. And they see the numbers diminishing. And they also see the Republicans that are fronting the game like they're Republicans, but are really going to vote Democrat. Because they know deep down inside that they want change, but they got a front on the surface. Because a lot of white folks live in neighborhoods where they got to put a Trump sign out there just to get along with the other fools on the block. Mm. You know what I mean? If you live on a block that's in the middle of a Trump neighborhood and you're white and you don't put a sign out front that says Trump, then you're going to be looked at as, you know, where's your sign? Or where's your flag? Or where's your whatever? Mm. So they put it out there. But when they go to the voting booth, they vote something else. And white folks know that. They know that's going to happen. So they're trying to do it for two reasons. They, and, but the sad part about it is how do you rig something and then when the election come up, you say, oh, we won. 
Well, damn right you won. You you rigged it from the damn beginning. So it's it's gonna be real ugly going forward, and nobody. Yeah, that's what they you know, accused the Democrats of doing. You know, but then when they went and checked all the machines and everything, they found no proof of any you know wide scale fraud. I tell you no what, tampering. It I tell you what. You know what? The no, one, I don't think tampering is a real thing. You know what? And we'll we will cut this short here. The one thing I got to say here is that we have to stop using that term or those terms, Republican and Democrat. That is a Donald Trump term, okay? The the people that vote is people. And when you vote, you go in that booth and you vote for who the hell you want to. When Trump kept saying the Dems, the Dems, the Dems, the left, the left, the left, the left wing, that's bullshit. We're not separated like that. You know, we may be Democrats, we may be Republicans, but you vote for who you want to when that curtain closes behind you. Believe me, it doesn't matter what you're registered as. You can vote for who you want to. Just because you're a registered Democrat, you know, that's just your preference. But when you pull that fucking lever, that's what you chose. But Trump wants to make the world seem like it's totally divided, cut down the middle, when it's not. If it was cut down the middle, there would be no interracial dating. There will be no anything. Yeah, that's true. There wouldn't be white folks fighting the suppression over in Charlottesville. That was all white folks out there trying to push the Klan back. But anyway, we ain't going to elaborate on that. But like I said, it's, it's, we got to stop saying the Dems and the Republicans. It's people that are voting. Straight up people. And Trump's got that Democrat, 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 because he's talking to ignorant people. And that's how he makes them understand, by talking ignorant to them. Because that's, that's the dialogue they was raised on by their great-grandpappy. You know, with the missing teeth in the front and and, and picking his teeth with a, a straw out of the damn broom and talking about, oh, God, you know. Not the broom. Yeah, well, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> this, this is how these jokers are raised, and they're ignorant. They're ignorant, and, and that's where it is. But anyway, yeah, that's our, our little topic for the evening on uh, our quick question situation. All right. Well, let's kick it over to Kettle and get the rundown for the rest of the show tonight. You ready for it, Kettle? I sure am. All right. Sit back. Buckle up, as they say. Uh, Hot topics tonight. More than 150 companies back update to Voting Rights Act. Here we go. Minneapolis police destroyed case files um, amid George Floyd protests. And nurses union calls on CDC to reinstate mask recommendations. Um, I hit an acquitted headline. Cornell West resigns from Harvard after a 10-year dispute. Also, a human case of bird flu is reported in China. Um, Utah company halts sales of Lego handgun case kits. Also, Cuba eases food and drug import restrictions after mass protests. Uh, GM previously recalled um, Chevrolet Bolt EVs uh, might still pose a fire risk. And Americans face months-long waiting for passports. Our cocktail of the week is going is called the Pan-Galactic Gargle Blaster. <laughs> as a as a mouthful. Also, what's popping with Papa Didi? We're gonna lighten it up with the weird news. Seven sent back to Canada after using library lawn to enter U.S. Also, ducks invade neighborhood. Not everyone cracked up about it. And Goat Lottery plan to protect Hawaii Historic Park. I'm just saying with red wine, find a cure for Karen 
Karen-itis. <laughs> All right, living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up, the kiss the list, and the last word. Sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the hot topics. So I was looking over the Cocktail of the Week archives, and we've had so many really great drinks over the past year and a half. We've had our original signature drink called the Pajama Party and a Game Changer, and of course, we have the last word. I like the Revolution. It was Hennessy, lemon and lime juice, agave juice, and bitters with jalapeno slices. Ooh-wee! I like that Crown Royal Plus with the Crown Royal Peach Knock and Cranberry Juice. And one of my favorites, huh, was the, uh, wait a minute, what's it called? The Dutch Mule, yeah, the Dutch Mule with the kettle, orange vodka, lime juice, and ginger beer. There are so many to choose from on the abajama Party.com website. So check out the Cocktail of the Week archives to get the recipes. And you can find out how to make the Cocktail of the Week and sip along with us. Are there instructions there, too? Sure they are, along with pictures of the drink. Welcome back to the John Party One of those Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's time for the hot topics. And Papa Didi, you're up to the mic first. All right. Uh, let's see. Yeah, speak on Voting Act and all that jazz. Just right on top of here. It says we got uh, more than 150 companies back the update to Voting Rights Act. More than 150 companies, including Pepsi Cola. Uh, Amazon and Target, they threw their support behind updating the Voting Rights Act in a letter released on Wednesday. Okay, the uh, the signatures, all the U.S. employers urged con- Congress to um, enact the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act legislation that would uh, restore a key provision of the 1965 law that was stripped out of the Supreme Court in 2013. Okay, the bill will again require uh, jurisdiction with a history of discrimination to get permission from the Department of Justice to make changes to their elections using an updated formula to determine those jurisdictions. Uh, the letter uh, also made no mention of Republican efforts to tighten voting rules across the state after Trump's election loss. So so there's still it's going to be a battle no matter what. The legislation is named in honor of Representative John Lewis, the longtime Democratic congressman from Georgia, leader of the civil rights movement who died last year that uh, was passed by the House of Congress, but it's still, and for the Four People Act is still trying to get through the Senate as usual, like everything else, you know. The letter comes after dozens of Texas Democrats uh, flee the state of Washington to try to uh, block a uh, restrictive law that's trying to be passed in Texas. Like we just spoke on, Texas is trying to rig and fix things. So, uh, Several companies like Pepsi-Cola, Macy's, Ikea, uh, Nestle USA appear to be taking a stand on voting access and federal voting legislation for the first time, while other places like Amazon and uh, Crisco and Target have spoke out against voting restrictions. So 
But my question is, I mean, I know these are powerful companies and all, but when it comes to people voting, you know, you know, who gives a shit what these corporations yeah. think? You know, I mean, people, it seems like people that have power always think they have such a voice when we can outnumber and, and boy, you can boycott any of this to, I don't know, it's just, it just it goes on. Anyway, the spring this spring, uh, hundreds of corporations and business voiced their support on voting rights opposition, uh, Republican-led restrictions being considered enacting all over Georgia and Texas like we spoke on earlier. So as it stands right now, with the next midterm elections coming up uh, next year, 2022, this is going to be a mess. So yeah. hold on to your hat and your seatbelt because it's like elections are not going to be determined the night of the election anymore, believe me. Well, mm-hmm. with all the mail-in voting and early voting and all that, it's almost impossible to get the results the same night. Mm-hmm. It's impossible because everything is just being rigged and overdrawn. It's not rigged. No, I'm not talking about what you're talking about, rigged. Oh. I'm talking about the, the guy who runs the post office, Trump's oh. boy, okay? Yeah, why does he still have a job? I don't understand. What's his name? LaJoy something Joy. <laughs> something I Joy. I think they're working on trying to get him out of there, I think, if I'm not mistaken. It just ain't trickled down to him yet. Yeah, they need they to get him out of there. They're waiting to see what he does on this next election. And if he shoots himself in the foot in 2022, I think he would definitely be gone. They shouldn't even wait. I mean, because he's just a thorn in people's side right now. <laughs> That's how I feel. He's evil, too. Yeah. He's really yeah. arrogant. Because that bail hasn't been right since they screwed it up, thanks to him. Right. And it's Very like they're playing catch-up. Yeah, they're playing mm-hmm. catch-up. So it's it's crazy. They were talking about how they, they I think they want, they're trying to pass some kind of legislation or something to kind of help them with the mail, speed it up. Um, you know, people said they've ordered something months in advance and they get it a month later or looking for a specific piece of mail and they get it three weeks later. It's just crazy. So. Yeah, it is crazy. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, so these 150 companies, they're, they're backing this, the, the voting rights and stuff, what you're talking about, that's, that's a key thing. Yeah, but it's actually mixed, though. Some are backing it, some aren't backing oh, it. And it's, okay. it's mixed. And, and it's kind of, okay. it all depends on who's running what and who feels like what, who's behind what. And it's so sad because I don't really, like I said, I know that they're very influential, you know, different companies and all, but I just think mm-hmm. that life is about people, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about people. Mm-hmm. It, when, it, it's, when it all boils down, Everything is about people, you know. You can you can try to win a war with technology, but when you put the boots on the ground, that's when you're getting up close and personal. You yeah. know, I mean, everybody can shoot shoot you know, rockets back and forth, but when you lay on the ground like that, that lets you know whether or not you're going to take over somewhere. And you know, so it's just, but those companies have mess. had some effect, you know. For example, and I'm trying to remember which company it was when Georgia started going hard with the voter suppression. And, um, for example, the which game was it? It was a major sporting event that mm-hmm. they moved it from Georgia because of the voter suppression that was going on. So mm-hmm. the state of Georgia lost a lot of money behind that. Yeah, it was the All-Star game mm-hmm. last year. Right, All-Star game. 
So, you know, there's things that they can do if they're going to band together to put pressure. And these state governments and all have seen what can happen when you start doing things that the major companies that employ your your citizens decide, mm-hmm. you know what, if y'all going to act stupid, we're just going to go move our business elsewhere. That means a lot mm-hmm. of folks are going to lose jobs, and you're going to have to pay uh, unemployment. So you're going to just be paying money out of, you know, everywhere. So mm-hmm. I think if there is a benefit to them trying to somewhat appease these major companies. Mm-hmm. So if I were them, I'd be a little nervous if some of your major companies start saying, look, we have a problem with what you're doing with this oppression, right. and y'all need to stop it. They they really need right. to listen. But then I think they Right, but then I think they too have to be careful, um, kind of what Papa was saying, of who gets in the um, the pool because you get into that pool and people don't support you. Like if it's Macy's, so to speak, and they don't support Macy's, I mean they're losing money. So yeah, and the poor, um, pre- the poor yeah, people lose true. every time. On the back end, yeah. it's always the poor employees, minimum wage yeah. employees, and, and yeah. the ones that lose when everybody else is fighting up above. So, right. It's a delicate the, the situation. Election, yeah. The elections over the next few years are going to be real rough, and as long as they mm-hmm. want to live that lie like they're doing, it's just going to get it's going to get worse because these people are getting more and more arrogant. Everybody's mm-hmm. getting more arrogant, and more evil, and everything. You name it. It's just it's just a mess anymore. The world's horrible. Mm-hmm. What you got? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Um, our next hot topic here is uh, here we go back to Minneapolis. The police destroyed case files. Um, George uh, Floyd uh, protest. Uh, Minneapolis officers and the police precinct destroyed documents during the unrest that erupted in summer of 2020 following the killing of George Floyd. Um, they just finally re- revealing this. Officers in the second precinct in Northeast. As they put them on the kisses list, Minneapolis destroyed a cache of documents, including um, inactive case files, search warrants, and records of confidential informants. After the third uh, precinct headquarters was overrun by the protesters and burned down, I remember that. Um, yeah. Officer um, uh, Logan Johansson wrote in a memo that he and other investigators in the second precinct decided to destroy the documents shortly after May 28, 2020, in a bid to ensure sensitive information didn't end up in the wrong hands. But just move it somewhere else. Why are you going to burn it? That's crazy. Um, It was a direct response to the abandonment of the third uh, police precinct in Minneapolis. The second precinct was not targeted by protesters, but the decision to destroy the files has now led public defender Elizabeth Clark to ask the judge to throw out the case against her client, Walter Powell. Okay. Police executed a no-knock search warrant of Powell's um, rented home on April 28th and found almost 3,000 doses of oxycodone and other drugs. What? So Powell was later charged with first-degree drug sale as a felony. So, Okay. I'm trying to figure it's out who crazy. Walter Powell. Why are they destroying so he, stuff? Yeah, so he must have been part of the, this conspiracy, as they say. 
So okay. uh, the main the main check on a violation of the Fourth Amendment is defendant's right to challenge an unlawful search. Okay, such a guarantee means nothing if the state is simply allowed to destroy the evidence. Minneapolis police uh, spokesperson said, as an internal investigation to determine about what happened at the second precinct is underway. Of course, we are conducting internal investigation to understand what happened at the second precinct, how the decisions were made, and whether there were broader issues with documents, records of files stored in our facility during the riot. So, but it just seems like it's, you know, these people took upon themselves to destroy the records. Because... And who... I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> this is crazy. It's just crazy. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Why are you going to destroy documents that are things that are important to a particular case? You sound like you're trying to cover up to me. Yeah, it does sound that way. But my question yeah. is, who is doing this investigation? Is this another another instance of people investigating themselves? Yeah, yeah that's a good question. Um, I guess internal... Um, the people that do the internal investigation, I guess, on police departments. What do you call it? Um, internal affairs? Yeah, I would assume, yeah. But, okay, um, as long as they're not investigating themselves. So it sounds like this Walter Powell, he must have been the head honcho, I guess. Um, but then it sounds like they're trying, they were trying to get him on something else. I'm still stuck on them destroying the evidence like that. How? How? What right do you have to do that? Yeah, they have no yeah, right. Sounds like a cover up. Yeah, it just um, you know, it it, it, it should, they should be a, a felony or something. It should be something. Okay, so, uh, so he's he's, he's part of this it, cover get away up. With. Yeah, he's just part of this cover-up, and he's just doing some shady stuff. Um, like you said, they just took it upon themselves to to, to do that. It's crazy, mm-hmm. but um, it's gonna okay. be interesting to follow this. I, I just want to follow this case and see where it goes. If they're gonna actually do anything, you you think, Papa? <laughs> you think they're gonna do anything? <laughs> Ain't no telling right now. I don't, I don't know. Now they got that. Now they got the guy locked up. They ain't really. They ain't worried about me anything. I think probably it's not even an issue anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I got the last one. Largest nurses union has called on the CDC to reinstate mask recommendations. So now this is the America's largest nurses union union is now asking the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention to reinstate the recommendations for universal face masks regardless as to whether a person has been vaccinated or not. And this was in a letter that came out this week to the CDC director, uh, Rochelle Walensky, that the National Nurses Union was urging them to once again update COVID-19 guidance. Now, the way this has been going, seems like CDC has an update to the guidance, what, every day? Every other day, CDC has a new, new information, new guidance 
And that's really making this a lot messier than, I won't say than it has to be, but it's really confusing. You know, because you, you, depending on what day you catch the news, they're telling you this is what you do. And then you catch it another day, and now they're saying, no, don't do that anymore, do this. So the nurses are like, look, with the cases that are going up again due to the uh, the latest, uh, what do they call it, variant, the Delta variant, they're saying that, you know, with the numbers that they're seeing in the hospitals and all, people need to just put the mask back on. If you're in, in a physical proximity to other people outside of your own household, put the mask back on. So the nurses' union is trying to pressure the CDC to listen to what they're saying and update the guidance to say that because the reality is that COVID-19 is not over. People want to act like it is, but it's not over. And according to the figures cited by the nurses' unit, they say there's been a 16% increase in daily cases over the past week, and more than 40 states have been seeing increasing numbers, and that number is now up to all 50 states. So, it's, it's you know, at first it was a few states left that didn't have cases going up. Now the whole map is red when they show it. COVID is going up all across the country. To me, this is a no-brainer. Put the mask back on. I know people out here acting a fool about the mask. They don't want to wear the mask and all of that. But if this is a matter of saving your life, put the mask on. And if you don't want to wear it, Stay away from me. That's all I'm saying. So the nurses are still trying to press CDC to say, look, put the word back out that everybody needs to mask up until we can get past this this Delta variant and get more people vaccinated. We're going to just be chasing our tails with this COVID if we don't do something. Uh, L.A. has already put their mask mandate back in. Uh, that's the only place I know of right now that I heard recently that's done that. So, you know, the people in L.A. going to be pissed because they were really excited when they lifted that mask mandate. Folk were out enjoying the sun, having a good time. And, you know, they said, look, in L.A., if you come out, put your mask on. You want to go in somewhere, inside, put your mask on. And I think the CDC needs to tell everybody to do the same. That's my hot topic. But, but I, you know, I, my thing was when we said we could unveil the mask, but they still said in certain places you had to wear masks, like hospitals, grocery stores, I guess if you have fruit and vegetables out. I mean, but I guess apparently people didn't hear that. No. So they just uncovered and, and just kept kept going. They didn't hear the places where you can't uh uncover that you have to wear a mask. So I mean that's they a no brainer at the hospital. All. Yeah. That's People that's just a no brainer at the hospital. Yeah. yeah. This this just I don't know. Everybody's tired of wearing one. I got that, but we still gotta be safe yeah. out here. Exactly. I know we're all tired. Yeah. But yeah. you know, at least if you're tired that means you're still alive. Well, now, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. Yes, saying. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up the hot topics, and um, let's see. Let's take a quick break, and then we're coming back. 
We got some good ones for you tonight on the Hit It and Quit It. And we'll be right back on the other side of the Living break. just enough, just enough for the city. Okay, but why are we doing Stevie Wonder? I thought we were doing Pajama Party. Well, I, was, I was talking about my little, uh, what are my segments, what are my segments of uh, Living for the City? Join the party. Now you, now you ride me. Um, yes, sir, we Friday night at nine. Pajama Party. No clothes allowed. Kettle and red wine uh, step on my parade. I had the mic first. And they're coming in just trying to, uh, you know. It's my turn. Oh, yeah, she's going to say. I don't know what number to call.
of Harvard, Lawrence Summers, but he rejoined the faculty at Harvard in 2017. So, you know, he listed in his letter a lot of different things that he said was a personal affront to him, and he accused the school of denying him tenure because of his support for the Palestinian cause. And he said that uh, when the news of his mother's death appeared uh, in a newsletter, he only received two replies from the faculty there. And he was saying that when other ordinary announcements about lectures and everything are made, you, you get at least 20 or so responses. So he was feeling mm. some kind of way. You know, you announced yeah. that your mother passes and only two people respond to that? So mm. he, he's still apparently salty about that, and I can't blame him. But he said this kind of narcissistic academic professionalism, cowardly deference to my anti-Palestinian prejudices of the Harvard administration, and indifference to my mother's death constitutes an intellectual and spiritual bankruptcy of deep death. Man, wow. he was he went in on these folks at Harvard. Amos cussed them out, but in an intellectual way. <laughs> exactly. Ooh. He said, mm. in any case, a serious commitment to Veritas requires resignation with precious memories but absolutely no regrets. Mm. Go ahead, Cornell mm-hmm. West. Dr. That's Cornell West. That's the second West. time. You would think by this time they would give him the proper respect. I mean, I think it's, it's think. just a matter of um, not respecting him and just like, um, oh, like, you know, uh, you can't be of this caliber because you're black. You know, that, there it that is. blows me. Well, yeah. I'm putting Harvard and um, the University of North Carolina on the kiss it list for how they're treating our black scholars. Wow, wow. Yeah, right. that's the same. Yeah. Mm-mm. Papa D always okay. said he feared a black man. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, a human case of the bird flu was reported in China. Doesn't surprise me. A man has oh. been hospitalized in southwestern China after contracting the H5N6 strain of avian flu. Chinese uh, state news media reported on Thursday. The man was 55, was hospitalized in Bangzhong, a city in the southwestern province of uh, Sichuan, after coming down with a fever and testing positive for the virus on July 6th. Local officials said uh, he had activated an emergency response and sterilized the area. Uh, It cited uh, unnamed experts as saying that the risk of large-scale transmission among humans was low. The report did not provide other details or say whether the man hardly uh, handled poultry as part of his job. The um, H5N6 virus is one of the several potential dangerous flus versions that scientists have reported finding over the years in poultry, flocks, or captured or dead wild birds. Hmm. As of last week, 32 confirmed cases of human infection with this particular virus and 19 deaths have been reported um, to the World um, Health Association Asia since 2014. Uh, Because flu viruses mutate a lot in nature, scientists try to monitor them closely 
with signs that they are becoming more contagious or deadly. Wow. They said, like last year in China, a team of scientists reported that a new strain of the H1N1 swine flu virus was spreading uh, silently in workers on the country's pig farms and should be, quote-unquote, urgently controlled to avoid another pandemic. They're doing mm-hmm. a lot. I mean, you know, a lot is going on over there, but they're not saying much. Just don't bring your ass over here. Don't fly over here. We don't want to see you. Bye. No. Bye, yeah. Felicia. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the last thing we need is bird flu coming back again. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I'm like, yeah, we can't get Yeah. You would think this stuff, they can kind of contain it, but apparently not. Apparently, it sounds like these conditions over there are just nasty, and you you have to do something to change it if, you know, this stuff is constantly happening. So something needs to change. You can't keep doing the same thing. Am I right, Papa? Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, so now we got to watch out for bird flu spreading on top of COVID-19. Wow, okay. that's a lot. All right. Well, Papa Didi, do you have good news? Well, <laughs> this is this this little story here is just kind of weirdly nostalgic concerning a Utah company wholesale of a Lego handgun case kits. Now, why this crap is even necessary from the beginning? A Utah company—I I should put a Utah company has nothing else to do. Uh, stop selling a kit that uh, encases Glock handguns and Lego blocks. What? Um, amidst uproar, and after uh, the Danish tour maker uh, demanded that it, it cease and desist uh, making these things, okay, marketing the Block 19 as a childhood mm-hmm. uh, dream come of life, come come to life. Uh, it's called the uh, Colpep Precision. Uh, Introduce it to Instagram saying we want the Second Amendment to simply be too painful to tread on. So there's only one uh, logical solution. It's red, yellow, and blue blocks that made the original weapon barely visible, uh, distinguishing it as a child's toy. Selling the kit for $549 to $765. Okay? The company enticed the adult gun users by uh, buying the gun made out of Lego blocks and got and they got it from Santa, so to speak. You know, it urged the gun control activists, uh, people to, um, you know, have something just to play with, so to speak. $700 on this Lego block situation. And what's the name of this company? So I can put them on the kiss of <laughs> Something uh, Precision? Yeah, Precision. Call, call, call Pep Precision. Guy's name is uh, Brandon Scott. He told the Washington Post a, a lawyer told him that Lego might have a a case if he keeps offering the Block 19. He decided to comply, you know. So he simply reacted to it. He said, "Whereas, like, it is wise to." He said, "It may not be too wise to make a gun look like a toy, and you oh, know, you back think? and forth, back and forth crap, basically." You know, but what I don't understand is that this is basically all about business. You know, these people making these guns out of those 3D machines, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Putting together, how much much is it costing them to make this gun? You know, $150 at the most, 
and they're selling to these jerk offs for six hundred to seven hundred fifty dollars. And they're using Legos. And it's made out of Lego mm. block. That it ain't wild. real. Cashew bullets. Well, it's a but, case. It sounds well, like yeah. it's a case. They'll put a real Glock in. But I'm trying to understand yeah, case, why. Yeah. Why would you want to? And, anyway, and who, why are you going to use somebody else's product, meaning Legos, to mm. put on this thing and then sell it for all this? Are you kidding? But yeah. anyway, it's yeah. insult to the kids' toy. Which this kid, this this Lego was designed originally for children to have fun with, and now it's all got the Second Amendment rights and gun laws and everything attached to it, and mega hats and you name it. What are you gonna hmm. do? Everything is going to become so pl- political, and that's sad. That, ooh, I'm telling you, you're not gonna be able to do nothing. But, uh, I mean, I just can't understand, like, who thought that was a good idea? If it them to say, well, maybe it's not a good idea to have a gun cover that looks like a child's toy. Really? Mm. Maybe it's not? Mm. Okay. All right. All right. Hit him and quit him. Keep moving. Yeah, definitely <laughs> need to quit that one. That was crazy. Okay, let's go to Cuba. We haven't heard too much about Cuba lately, but the Cuba... Cuba's communist rulers are saying that they're going to ease restrictions on food and medicine imports and that they've pledged to, quote-unquote, learn from the rare display of public anger and mass protest over last weekend. So now they're trying to learn. You know, you see all the people out here protesting, and now they're saying, well, we're going to try to learn from all that public anger. So the government says they're going to temporarily lift the limits and tariffs on food hygiene items such as shampoos and soaps and medicines that are brought to the island by travelers. And the Prime Minister, uh, Manuel Marrero, uh, this Wednesday in an event that was broadcast there on their local TV, said that from now until December 31st, the only limits will be uh, on those imposed by the airlines. So this whole concession is supposed to help alleviate the shortages that is what started all the unrest in the first place. You know, people were tired of not being able to get the things that they needed and wanted. Anytime you got limits on soap and shampoo and all, I mean, what, what are you trying to do to the people? That's and funny. the people finally got fed up and said, we're not going to take it anymore. So they took it to the street. Mm. So they're saying a lot of the Cubans depend on friends and family abroad, particularly in the U.S., to bring them the basic goods that are hard for them to get right there in Cuba. That's sad. Mm -hmm. And apparently this has been going on for several decades. And they're blaming the U.S. trade embargo for the shortages because they also impose limits and, and taxes on different items that Cubans can carry into the country. So the whole thing is messy. All the people are trying to do is just live. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't understand I don't why they're trying to con- control them so much. That's, that's that's what it is. It's about control. Well, um, it's a communist country. You know, that's, that's part of communism. Communism is all about you're going to do it what we say and how we say, and if you don't like it, we'll kill you. You know, that's basically mm-hmm. how they roll. Cut and yeah. dry. Yeah, cut and dry. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, well, you God know, bless they're, they're them. I, to, I don't blame them. Yeah, 
they're pissed. And they're like, you know what, we had enough of this. So, you know, they're airing their grievances and they're saying that enough is enough. Of course, you know, they've been arresting people and all of that, trying to crack down mm-hmm. on the protests. But it was so many people protesting day after day. They could not, like, gather everybody. Well, good. So, you know. And somebody, this, this universe is going into protests everywhere. I mean, we have to make a stand sometimes. You can't keep suppressing us forever. Uh, yeah. Keep backing us up at, in a corner. I don't care who you are, you know, you're going to come out they're fighting. Still, so. You're right. But they're still locking down the uh, social media. They yeah. have um, something that blocks some kind of privately run company or something that they use that's blocking mm-hmm. stuff like Facebook and WhatsApp. They said that mm-hmm. stuff has been blocked since last Sunday. But that's okay. We're well, still of- seeing it on TV. They're getting TV play, so. Yeah, you know, because there's media down there that's covering stuff. But, I mean, the people can't, like, broadcast it themselves on their social media channels because they're blocking that. Mm-hmm. All right. It's crazy. All yeah. right. moving. All right. Back here in the States, General Motors previously recalling um, the Chevrolet Bolt. Uh, I thought they did away with that car. Um, they, they have told around 51,000 owners of previously recalled 2017 to 2019 uh, Chevy Bolt EVs to avoid parking them indoors or charging them unattended. Um, after receiving reports that two caught fire in recent weeks. Wow, probably too hot. The wow. company updated a, rec- a recall notice on Wednesday to ask affected owners to park their vehicles outdoors immediately after charging and not leave their vehicles charging overnight uh, while they, you know, investigate with, you know, these two fires. Um, only one of the vehicles in question belongs to Representative Timothy Briglin, a state lawmaker from Vermont. Um, okay. Brigman's car caught fire on July 1st while charging on his uh, driveway. Wow. GM said it, it repaired both vehicles as part of its recall of more than 50,000 Bolt EVs in the U.S. in November 2020. The company said in a recall report that at the time that it was um, concerned about the high volt batteries produced as its uh, Korea plant-based fire risk. <laughs> Here we go, hmm. Korea, over there in China. Uh, General Motors has been notified of two recent uh, Chevy Bolt EVs fire incidents. Okay. Uh, out of an abundance of caution, we are asking owners 2017-2019 who were part of the recall population to park their vehicles outside. Okay. All right. Um, the automotive wow. industry faces mounting concerns over the safety of electric vehicles as automakers rush to release new models. The Hyundai Recall, 82,000 EVs in February to replace their battery systems over the fire safety concerns. Wow. And um, I didn't even hear about that one. Yeah, a new Tesla Model S um, um, currently caught fire in Philadelphia where this owner was driving. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Man was driving. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of Hondas, 82,000. 82, That's a lot. So. Wow. All right. Maybe they better slow down cars. on 
I think they better slow down on cranking out these electric vehicles until they really figure this out. Right. And then, too, you know, our weather is we have been extremely hot, you know. Yeah, so if, imagine if if you're inside and, you know, intensity of the heat in there, if it's not air conditioned. Um, so it's just crazy, yeah. It just reminds me of the um, the cell phone batteries in, in the phones. Remember, those were catching fire quite a bit. Oh, before. yeah. Yeah, they were, what, exploding or something? Yeah. Is that what I mean, it was? Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's why the airline right. at one point said you can't bring them on the plane. Right. Or you couldn't store them, uh, you know, like you couldn't put them in a bag underneath where the baggage is or whatever. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep, so, all right. All right. Uh, Papa Didi, you got the last one. Yeah. All right, what you got for us? I'll tell you what, I can relate to this. The uh, America faces long waits for passports. And I'll tell you what, I'm a victim of that myself. Anyway, America travelers... Uh, do not who who do not currently have a valid U.S. passport may not be able to travel overseas this summer due to extensive wait times, as the State Department deals with a backlog of more than a million applicants, caused largely by the Corona pandemic. A department official said on Wednesday, and I can't believe they're finally saying this because, man, I think I've been waiting for my renewal for at least four months. Wow. I'm like wondering, you know, once I drop it in the mail, and I did, and when I mailed it off, I mailed it off like overnight, I believe, mm. to the destination. But they sucked my money out of the bank, though. <laughs> so they got that quick. Yeah, they got that. I think it's like a buck sixty-four foot of joint ski, and then another, you know, fifty, sixty dollars if you want express. I went all in, you know. I think I sent a check for like two hundred and fifty dollars. Take it all. Yeah, just gonna get sent back my pay. he got nothing. Hmm. Nothing. Check the bank though. Money gone. Money gone. That's a master. Anyway, currently our wait time for both new and renewal route uh routine passport applications can take up to eighteen weeks. Jeez. Now, eighteen weeks. How many weeks are in a month? Four. Oh, right? Four. Mm-hmm. Now the five four by how many fours can you get in 18? Well, five would be 20. Four would be 16. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, 18 so weeks. So, they're saying, and that's probably a low effort. Four, eight, 12, 16. We're talking four months. Four and a so half. So, if you yeah. mailed off your, your stuff in, like I did around maybe mid-April, May, June, July, August, September. I mean, you're talking October, November mm-hmm. to getting this thing back. You know, it's it's going to come back when you least expect it. All of a sudden, going to pop in the middle and say, damn, what's this? <laughs> you know, it's like the rebate things you used to get when you put in for something on the cereal box. Oh, yeah. Or something like some mallow cups or something, you know. <laughs> back in the day, put in 10 Woo! box tops, and they said they're going to send you 10 mallow cups, marshmallow mallow cups. And you forget all about it. you did it. Then when the summer's over and you're about to go back to school when you were younger, all of a sudden here come these mallow cups. You say, damn. And these are like the box tops that you send in like six months ago. So anyway, 
It's just, you know, but it's just telling people. And it's also with the same case with internal revenue with the tax returns. Tax yeah. returns are running behind, too, but they'll suck your money up also, okay? If you do a return or something like that, if you still got a payment to be done, See, I think IRS them broke it up where they got the the, the the distributors and they got the collectors, and the collectors working overtime <laughs> because they've been deemed by the president nowadays to check people's returns extensively to get money back. You know, that's how America recruits their money is from crooked taxes and looking at your taxes and auditing you and seeing what's going on and taking a good look at your stuff. But stop checking up, checking out the poor people so damn close, and check out Donald Trump's ass or somebody like that. They've been hooking and crooking this stuff for years, you know. But you'll take a poor person, and you'll send them a letter saying you're gonna be audited. Audited? I ain't make but thirty-two thousand dollars last year. Mm-hmm. What the hell are you auditing? And they trying to get that. You spending more money on investigating my ass than I even made. <laughs> so you know. But anyway. So they saying they're all gonna be delayed. Yeah, they're gonna be laid for a minute. So if you you put in if don't two things, if you're waiting for a tax return, if you're waiting for a passport, you might as well be cool because they need one of them coming no time soon. There it is. All right, <laughs> well that wraps up the hidden quest. So hopefully nobody has summer travel plans because you're gonna have to cancel that trip. But if you owe, but if you owe, if you owe internal revenue money on the 15th of the month, that money will be taken out of your bank account. They're going to double. Thank you very you much, Papa. Thank you for that update. I look I'm a victim of it, so <laughs> they yeah, kiss my they're gonna take it. No. <laughs> they're gonna take it. They're coming for a pajama They're gonna fly. take your update. They gonna they're gonna take your money, your your little they, uh they you know. can kiss it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put them on a kiss it list this time. <laughs> That's just me. Yep. <laughs> okay. It's okay. They got what's due. Uh, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Well we're gonna take a quick break. And we're coming back with uh, Kettle in the Cocktail of the Week. Unless you're ready, Kettle. You want a break no, or you want a break? I, I, I got to regroup from that. <laughs> okay. Then we'll get, do the Cocktail of the Week when we come back. You're listening to the Pajama Party Show. It's the Friday night adult talk show, The Pajama Party, on Blog Talk Radio, produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Visit us online at www.apajamaparty.com. Click the banner and you can join us online or call us right now at 914-803-4306. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and call us now, 914-803-4306, and tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved up front just for you at the Pajama Party. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Pass it on. Now let's get back to the Pajama Party crew and more of the Pajama Party. That better not be my robe. Hi, right, welcome back to Pajama Party. Morning, host Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's that time for the cocktail of the week. Woo! What you got week, for us, Kettle? Week, week. Yeah, um, just want to say, if, if yeah, the week, week. If you guys got any questions or comments, hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306. And you have and to press, press one. one to get, yep, to get in the queue so we'll know that you're there. And uh, you can 
you know, have your comment or whatever you want to talk about. All right. Cocktail of the week, week, week is the, uh, wow, it's a mouthful. Pangalactic Gargle Blaster. Okay. Strange title. (laughs) But check this out. It's one tablespoon of gin, one tablespoon of light rum, one tablespoon of vodka, one tablespoon of tequila, of course, Uh, two tablespoons of cream de mint liqueur, two tablespoons of Galliano, that's another liqueur, one cup of um, ice cubes, and one sliced lemon. So we'll combine all these ingredients, gin, rum, vodka, tequila, cream de mint, Galliano and ice in a container uh, of a blender. Cover and blend until slushy. Pour into a glass and garnish with a slice of limon. And that's the pan galactic gargle blaster. Wow. Yep. That thing sounds lethal with all of those different <laughs> alcohol in it. Well, that's why got a crazy damn name. <laughs> I see. Uh-huh. After you drink one of those, you probably think you're going across the galactic somewhere. I know that's right. Uh, uh, you're going gonna to put your, uh, what's that sign at uh, Star Trek, what they do? <laughs> oh, yeah. Put up the live long and prosper sign and then take that's off. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. We'll take off with this for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. You ready, Papa Didi? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Papa Didi's getting ready to break it down for us tonight and tell us what is popping. So, uh, mm-hmm. what's poppin'? Papa Didi, what's popping? I tell you what, I was listening to this guy. What's his name? Gates. Yeah. What's that congressman's name? The one that's up Matt, on Matt Gates. Matt Gates. Now, this man is trying to draw. He's trying to jump on any bandwagon he can to make his ass think that he's back in good graces or he's back as an advocate of something or anything he thinks a worthy cause. Now, he goes out to the rally with the uh, old girl, Britney Spears. Now, he grabs the mic and he's just shouting it out. In her favor, because he sees all these people synthesize. He sees the crowds, you know what I mean? Oh, my And God. he's just going in there for her rights, and she's been with her rights, and Britney Spears should get her freedom back and get, well, to, to make a long story short, the case is the fact that Britney Spears has been, father's been controlling her money for a long time, overseeing her cash. Now, to me, this is the Catch-22 situation. But now they're trying to say it's time for him to give it up and give her her money and all this stuff and this and that, this and that, and this and that, and that's cool. But let's look at the flip side of that. Let's look at how many stars in the world that did have access to their own money, okay, and fucked it up. and fucked up their life in the process, okay? And I only talk like that just to make my story sound better to get your attention. Okay, case in point, Whitney Houston, all right, had her own money, houses, cars, the whole nine, you know? True. What's the other girl? Uh, Amy Winehouse, 
Who was it? Mm. Right, Amy Winehouse. Yeah. Remember her? They say I want. They say they wanted to send me to rehab, and I say no, no, no. 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 Remember her? Yeah. And as you go down the line, of a bunch of people that had their own money, had their own money, and like I said, I can go on and on with different stars and celebrities that are no longer with us that had their own money. Now, we all seen Britney go through the changes she went through. Boyfriends, shaving hair, hanging out, driving fast cars, losing her mind, getting crazy, marrying this one. Anytime you get married in, in fucking Vegas, you know, anytime you get married drunk in Vegas at midnight, there's some shit going on. You know what I mean? There, there's just, you know, I love him. I love him. Let's go to the Elvis joint. Let's get Elvis to marry. Well, Elvis is dead. Elvis is not marrying you. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, he's a great impersonator. He's got the whole ball of wax. You know, a few people did that. I mean, my thinking metabolism is that strong to grab at it. But a few celebrities ran up there in Vegas in the middle of the night. You know, the uh, Dennis Rodmans and even different celebrities that are more closer to us. That, like I said, I can't really, I didn't really prepare for this too tough. I just saw that guy Gates. Yeah. So I kind of jumped on it, but. If you look at the celebrities through the years that have messed up their money, I just think that she can be thankful that in 2021 that she can preach enough now to be able to take control of her money. She got big money. But the question is to you, Brittany, are you ready for that? If the judge says, okay, Brittany, we're going to take the power of attorney or whatever they call that in your case, Away from your father, and starting at 9 o'clock Monday morning, you're going to get deposited in your bank account $52 million. Okay? Now, in one year from when $52 million goes in your bank account, where will Britney Spears be a year later? Living, dead, or what? Then she got this boyfriend, you know. Or what's what's what uh what did Eddie Murphy used to call him Dexter St. Jock, you know when you go on vacation the guy is swinging his Johnson on the beach, when you get off the plane in Jamaica, and Dexter St. Jock is spinning his Johnson around, mm. you know what I mean? And these are the kind of people that Britney Spears is hooking up with. Remember the other guy? What was the other dude dropped a couple of babies in her? Remember that dude? Kevin yeah, something. Yeah, better line. Yeah, Kevin. Yeah, Mister Mister looks so good. You know what I mean? I think Daddy saw all that crap going on with her. Then she shaved her head and walked around looking like, you know. Because, I mean, at one time, Britney Spears was just, she was just a beautiful girl, man. She was, I mean, she's still beautiful. You know, but at one time, she was just the picture of, like, flawlessness, you know? And that's why, what's the what's the boy's name? Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. That's why he couldn't get with her because she wasn't ready to get all uh, intimate and be, you know, you know, coochie banging and all that shit. She wasn't ready for that yet. She was just strictly with her business of entertainment. And, you know, Justin Timberlake with his little horny ass, she wasn't giving the coochie like that. He stepped off. Mm. So she was a picture of, like, you know, all-American girl, good family and everything. 
And then all of a sudden she went buck wild because after a while, you know, you got money, shit, you want to splurge for a minute. There's a thousand entertainers out there that, you know, went out there and shot themselves in the foot for a minute. And a lot of them ain't even living to talk about it, you know. So anyway, just in closing, I'll say that in my opinion, when it comes to Britney, I think they should take the, the money out of her father's hands and put it in a more uh, traditional type thing where they can give her money now in stages and see how she handles it, you know, based on her past behavior not that long ago, you know, because her father shouldn't be overseeing it because she ain't no child. But uh, I definitely think still that in the world today, if she ain't used to having all that money, then giving it to her like that might just kill her. So, but I just think the dude, the congressman, gets shouldn't have hijacked that rally, and when he didn't, yeah. he been sticking sixteen-year-old girls all in the news for sex trafficking, but he gonna get in Washington and say, "Yeah, Britney Spears." I'm like, man, sit there. You need to be talking to your lawyer about what's gonna happen to you. What you 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 send them sixteen-year-old girls across state line. And you up there in D.C. talking like everything is cool. It ain't cool. You still got a lawsuit going on against you with with sex trafficking. So anyway, I just think that Britney should just, I don't know, just, just take a deep breath. And all these people for getting behind you and all that, don't believe the hype. You know what I mean? All this, all this, fuck free that. Britney. Free Britney. No, no, Britney, free, free yourself. Britney. Free yourself. That's your money. Figure out what you're going to do with it and make good decisions. All these people behind you like that now, because when you get all all crazy like 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 God forbid, uh, Whitney Houston, all they're gonna do is sit back and watch the freak show. Mm. So good luck to you, sister, going forward. All right now. Good one. I I I think on your point too, Bob. I think maybe she needs um, other than her father, because he's too close to her. Maybe have a mm-hmm. team of people that work on your finances, your mental health, your whatever. You need mm-hmm. a whole team of people. And not somebody that already got money. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it could be somebody, well, I was going to say Bill Gates, but he's going to do some shit himself. So, but, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, like you said, yeah, maybe some people, who knows, maybe Oprah, my girl, step up to the plate and say, look. But I I think this is just too hot for her to handle. Um you know, a situation. She it's like a family quote unquote manner. I think once the father gets yeah. out the picture, I think things will run smoothly for her. I really do. Just uh, yeah, but with them boyfriends and all and all that shit, she got to watch that too because them Joe jokers, man. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, you yeah. know, man. Like he's genuine, but you never know. You know, he's yeah, they all do. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. Hey, um, wasn't she diagnosed as being bipolar? Is that what the the whole issue is about whether she can or cannot mm-hmm. handle things? Yeah, we all bipolar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, all right. Let's go. We all bipolar. The whole world's but, bipolar. But but there's but there's medications that can calm stuff down. You know. Very true. Mm-hmm. Caller, welcome to the show. Go right ahead with your comment. Good evening. Good evening. How's everyone doing? What? Oh, How you doing? This is this is Papa Didi Junior. Oh, okay. wow. Hey, Papa Didi Junior. Okay. <laughs> yes, I'm. 
I'm coming to you. Um, this is um, Papa Diddy Jr.'s advertisement segment. And I'm coming okay. to let everyone know coming soon will be the pajama party mug, coffee mug. Look out mm-hmm. for it. Oh. It is a fabulous oh. mug. Mm. <laughs> okay. Well, All right. So that was my segment for the moment. <laughs> thank you, Papa Didi Jr. Wow. All right. You uh-huh. got a commercial for the pajama party mug. All yes. right, yeah. We can have cocktails, coffee, and whatever else you want in it, right? <laughs> Hello. Yes. Hello. There you go. All right, that's a good idea. We're going to have to make those available so everybody can have their pajama party mug. Yes. All right. Well, thank you for that shameless plug. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. We're going to thank you, Papa D.D. Jr. We're going to go ahead and hit this weird news, right? All right. I appreciate it. Lighten it up. Yeah. Yeah, we got to lighten it up. Get my mug and lighten it up. Oh, I got the first one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got it. Okay. Um, weird news. Here it is. Uh, we got seven people that got sent back to Canada after they... Is this right? Seven people were apprehended after entering Vermont illegally from Quebec by driving across the lawn of the library that's built in both the United States and Canada. They were immediately returned to Canada, uh, according to the U.S. Border Patrol. So this library is like half in Canada and half in the U.S. So the surveillance videos released by the Border Patrol shows the car drive by, the, the name of it is the Haskell Free Library and Opera House, and they nearly... Um, nearly hitting a car as it turned onto the street in the Vermont community. The agents apprehended the vehicle a short time later as it was heading south on Interstate 91. The occupants were from Canada, France, and Romania. They were returned to Canada under special public health rules, of course, to minimize uh, possible spreading of COVID-19. But the library was deliberately built straddling the border in the early 20th century so that people from both countries could use it. The entrance is in Vermont, and before the library was temporarily closed by the pandemic, Canadians were allowed to enter the U.S. to visit the library without having to go through customs. Man, that's that's strange that they deliberately straddled the country line like that. So they're saying that since it's been closed by the border um, between the two countries, of course, has been closed due to COVID-19. And uh, the area in the front of the library has been used by people from both countries who can meet friends and family there and talk across the border. So you Hmm, can be in Vermont and yell across, that's like right across the line, I mean like within a stone's throw to people in Canada. But just don't go over the line because the border patrol is coming for you. Wow. Yeah, they got a lot of things that, like that. A lot of places overlap. And, uh, oh, I've never seen that before. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of weird. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Let's see. This weird news is uh, ducks invading neighborhood, and everyone's not cracked up about it. Uh I guess that was a little lame (laughs) plug. Anyway, this is in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, Louisiana City is uh, cracking down, cracking down on the ducks. Uh, Dozens of ducks estimated to be about sixty of them. Whoa. Have taken over a neighborhood in Baton Rouge. This this uh, TV station WBRZ TV reporter, residents say they are multiplying and becoming a nuisance. Okay, the ducks have uh, for some reason become attached to homeowners uh, Jennifer Richardson and her neighbor uh, Debbie Osenberg. Uh, and the station reported that the women say the ducks wait. At the front of their front of their doors until they come outside, then follow them during their normal walks around the neighborhood. And video from the mm-hmm. Baton Rouge mm-hmm. TV show showed the birds following the two women around, and he thinks that the the, the, bird, the ducks think that the two women are their parents. Well, so wow. they're doing their best to try to uh, get these these ducks to relocate into another area. So that's pretty deep. Mm-hmm. So it must be something in that area that uh. Tracking them. Tracking them, yeah. There must be. But she said it was sixty of them. Yeah. That's a lot of ducks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The house must have been, been built on a past like cemetery uh, mm-hmm. ground or something. You know, that's where the ducks hang out. You know, that's your oh, best yeah. spot. Yeah. That's where the worms. That's where the worms are, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where the ducks are. So anyway, okay. yeah. Baton mm-hmm. Rouge. They say they're taking over, huh? And multiplying quickly. Yeah, well. Watch you know. out, man. Ducky, ducky. They knocking uh, fins. Is that what they got? On the, um, feathers. They ruffling feathers. Oh, what you boy, got? Y'all. Um, well, besides my weird, crazy, weird news, uh, this one was about goats. I did see something on TV. Um, there was a, uh, was it one goose, geese, or, or multiple, right? It was one goose um, that they captured, and the goose had, I don't know, had to have some surgery, something on his leg, and they were at this animal hospital, and their partner uh, was watching them in the um, in the doorway, and they the wouldn't leave the doorway partner? until they were finished. Right, the, the geese's partner, right. Wow. Mm-hmm. You guys didn't see that? No, I didn't see that one. That was real wow. cute. So it was a glass door, so the, the goose was standing there and just watching um, his uh, partner uh, have uh, surgery. I was, I was like, he's going to leave his side. Oh, but that was, oh it makes cute. Uh, makes sense. You know. oh, Ducky yeah. room, man. It, it makes sense. Um, okay, this is in Honolulu. Goat Lottery plan to protect Hawaii Historic Park. To protect his historic lands from invasion of goats, Hawaii officials will dis- distribute the live animals to the public via a lottery. Hawaii officials will hold the lottery as a way to remove at least 700 goats. Wow. From uh, uh, this National Historic Park. I can't pronounce the name, but it's in Honolulu, so. Uh, it's a National Historic Park, which is um, an important cultural and historical site on the west side of the um, Big Island. Um, those interested in the goats may apply for permits, which will be issued through a random lottery 
Yay, on my birthday. Random lottery on July 28th. The State Department of Land and Natural Resources will distribute 20 to 50 goats permits. Applicants must indicate how many goats they want and can't choose individual animals. Okay. Lottery <laughs> winners must have a 16-foot enclosed horse trailer or equivalent to a pickup of goats so uh, they don't escape. A permit cannot be refused if a trailer isn't secured. Okay. Oh, can be refused, I'm sorry, if a trailer isn't secured. So and to make sure those goats are secure in the trailer. You don't have that, can't get a permit. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. So that's so they're trying to make sure that these goats don't destroy this park. Apparently, Apparently they're so. just chewing up and yeah. eating up stuff. So they're like, all right, let's get them out of here. We'll give them away. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Lottery. All right. I never heard of a goat lottery, but okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, they got stuff everywhere. So. True. Yep. All right, where to next? Oh. You. Oh, okay. Mm-wah. Oh, I'll we'll take a break. Uh, we no, got good. Uh, red got? wine with the, uh, I'm just saying, you. You want to take a break to uh, gargle and oh no, do some uh, noise exercises? Or you want to... Me, me, me. I'm good. All right. Y'all trying to get my, my theme music? Your theme music? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Just pick something. I'm going to get you sucker. She needs some <laughs> theme music. All right. So tonight, I'm just saying, find a cure for Karen-itis. I think people probably know what Karen-itis is. It is exhausting week after week reading and hearing about this disease that is raging all over America. It's called Karen-itis. And I'm just saying somebody needs to find a cure. Karen-itis is one of the leading causes of black rage in America. Now, going back to 1961, James Baldwin famously wrote, To be a Negro in this country and to be relatively conscious is to be in a state of rage almost all the time. Sounds about right. Mm -hmm. Now, in that moment, Baldwin Baldwin represented every black person in America who's had the experience of standing out or being thought less of because some white person or non-black person saw reason to suspect them of criminal behavior. Racial profiling, especially when that occurs repeatedly, is a major contributor to black rage. And people with Karen-itis are behind most of it. So in the latest incident of Karen-itis that happened last week in Moreno Valley, California, a black man named Yashir Bryant had the unfortunate experience of being in the wrong Walmart aisle at the wrong time when a very persistent and wrong Karen realized her son had misplaced his phone. Bryant said he overheard the two, the the mother and her son, discussing the phone. And at that time, he says there was at least nine people in that aisle, but she turned around and accused him. The only black person in the aisle, he apparently in her mind had to be the thief. So she starts accusing him of taking the phone and, you know, 
it, it's the same old thing. We go through all this stuff, what, at least once or twice a week, you see another thing posted about some Karen going off on somebody. So this woman starts going off on this on this guy, Bryant. Um, she starts accusing him, insisting that he stole the phone and he had the phone. So when he kept telling her he didn't, he proceeded on about his business at Walmart. Well, this, this woman starts following him all around the Walmart, still yappity yappity yap about, you got my phone, I need you to give me my phone. She just kept going. I'm just saying, please, somebody find a cure for Karen-itis. Now, Bryant told this woman over and over he didn't have it. And then he even took the extra step of emptying out his pockets, thinking that now you'll believe me. I have nothing in my pockets. The only phone I have is my phone. And by this time, she had followed him out to his car. They're out in the parking lot. And she's still going about the phone, the phone, you have my phone, and all of this stuff. Finally, in the video, because he was recording it, in the video, you see her son walks up and has the phone in his hand and tells her, oh, I found it. It was in the car. I'm like, see, you swore up and down that this brother had stolen your phone. Now, do you think this woman had the courage or decency to apologize? Of course not, because she's got Karenitis. It's like they can't help themselves or they don't want to help themselves. So instead of her apologizing, uh, he he tells her, okay, good, I'm glad you got your phone. Now I'm going to press charges against you because she was threatening, I'm going to press charges, I'm going to call the cops, all that. He says, I'm going to press charges against you. Can I have your name, please? Of course she didn't give it to him. She said, no, I'm not giving you my name, and you can go F yourself. Now I'm like, woman, you were dead wrong. Your son has the phone. It was in the car all along. Would it have killed you to just say, I am so sorry. I made that mistake. I apologize. But at this point, the Karenitis was so deep within her, she couldn't even bring herself to apologize to this black man. So instead, she tells him to go F himself and goes on about her business. So as she's walking away, he tells her, okay, that's cool, because I got your license tag, you, you know, the plate off your car. I got your information, and I see that Kaiser Permanente shirt you have on, so I'll be notifying your employer. And sure enough, he re- reported it, sent the video to Kaiser Permanente, and they responded back and said, we will investigate because that is not what Kaiser Permanente is about. We don't, you know, condone that kind of behavior. So that's going to probably be another Karen that loses her job because she wanted to go out here and act a fool. I'm just saying, somebody needs to find a cure for this Karenitis. Hmm. Don't hurt somebody or somebody's hmm. going to get hurt one way or the other because that Karenitis is rough. Hmm. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Get a cure for Karenitis. You know, it's amazing how uh, how you spoke on that. And um, for living for the city, I had something totally differently planned. But I had an incident happen to me a couple of days ago on a on a on the train. Mhm. 
I won't say what type of train it is because they ain't paying us to advertise them, so I won't say. Anyway, I'm on a train traveling from point A to point B, and these are assigned seats. I'm sitting in business class, okay? Mm-hmm. Like you said, Karenitis. Now, when I got on the train, now listen to this very carefully. When I got on the train at, 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 at my place of getting on, I didn't know what transpired already in this area that I was assigned to sit in, and I didn't care, okay? I get on the train, and I'm, I think I was supposed to be sitting in seat uh, 2C. Now, like, one, one letter stands for window, the other one stands for aisle seat, okay? Now, when I got the ticket, I requested an aisle seat, because if I'm on a train and shit hit the fan, I want to be in the aisle. I ain't crossing over no damn body. I want to sit on the aisle. Anyway, so I get on the train. This is a true story. Happened a couple days ago, not more than 48 hours ago. I get on the train, and this woman of whiteness, white woman, whatever you want to call her. Karen. Karen. (laughs) She's sitting there with this big-ass bag on the seat that I'm supposed to sit in. And I politely said, excuse me, um, that's my seat. You know, I could have sat somewhere else, but it's assigned seating. But if the car was empty, you can go sit anywhere until somebody comes and, you know, say, that's my seat. So you go back to the seat you're originally assigned to. Anyway, so the, the car was kind of crowded. It was a business class car. So I said, excuse me, that's my seat. So she points over to the black girl across from me who was already on the train, the guy on before me, and said, I thought this seat was yours. Now, mind you, now, I don't know what the hell happened because I just got on at that station. The black girl that was sitting, I guess, in the seat I was assigned to had had her seat moved. Mm-hmm. And the white woman didn't realize that. She sat there, but the seat across from her was empty. So the, the, the sister talked to the conductor and said, can you assign me to this? Because everybody wants their own seat. I understand that. So the black girl assigned herself to the seat across from the white woman. But the white woman didn't know that. And the black woman ain't got to tell the white woman what the hell she did. Mm-hmm. Okay? But the white woman got in her mind that I'm going to sit my bag here now because this black woman is supposed to sit here is sitting over there now. So long as her black ass is over there, I can occupy this seat with my personal stuff. Now, when I came on the train and said, that's my seat, Karen says to me, Oh, that's not your seat. That's her seat. Don't you have two seats? And the black girl said, oh, no, I talked to the conductor. He assigned me over here. So as soon as the conductor reassigned the seat, that seat came available on the system, and it was given to me, and I brought it online right before I boarded the train. So Karen didn't know what the hell was going on with anything. But like you said, Karen opened her mouth and said to me, oh, that can't be your seat. That seat belongs to her. Now, mind you, Karen already has a fucking seat. You're assigned two A's sitting by the window. One ass, one seat. When you buy a ticket, one seat, one ass, one ass, one seat. You already got your seat. Why are you paying attention to me and that sister on where it is we are supposed to sit? That's my Karen story. Ooh, Karen. And, and I just... Like I said, I was going to talk about something totally different on Living for the City tonight, but when you mentioned that about that, that stuff from Thursday 
popped back in my head so fast where I said to myself, when I sat down, the first thing I said, and you know what's so beautiful about wearing a mask now? You can cuss a monkey out underneath that mask, underneath your damn breath so easy today. I love it. I love it. I was saying to myself, you white son of a bastard. Mind your damn business. Wasn't nobody even talking to you. Just move your bag out of my damn seat. You sitting in 2A, shut the hell up and look out the window. I got the aisle seat between me and the black girl over here. It ain't none of your business. You got 2A. You got your seat. What the hell you want? You want the whole management director, overseer of the car? Let me tell every Negro what to do. Anyway, I'm going to leave it at that. Woo. I'm going to leave it at that. Them See Karens, what I'm saying? It's the source of black rage. Them Karens are off the chain. Those Karens are off the chain. They just think that when we're out, they need to supervise us. They still want to be the overseer. Anyway, they, what do you they, think about they that? They still think we're on the plantation. That was that's some rough shit. I'm I'm cussing that, that was some rough shit. I'm like I couldn't right, believe you it. A lot behind your mask, but it's like come on, lady. Damn, really? She's like no, this woman is right. You but know this, what? Other, this black woman says that she's not sitting there no more, but she's still. Yeah, she she said that after, but she woman. said it. But she said it after Karen even opened her mouth. If I would have said, if the woman would just move her bag and let me, and she was comfortable. I mean, she had a seat by the window. Her seat was in front of her. She had her little cheese pops and her, when they eat hummus and her little pretzels and shit. And she got her headphones on and her pop and her iPhone. And she's just, she's living a fat life of Raleigh in her seat. But, I, but she I guess still got, got one eat. It would have okay. got worse if you went to the conductor and said something and conducted the information to him, and he would have made an ass move. How about that? Move yeah. first shit. Yeah, it wasn't great. Right. I just told move stuff. She, she thought <laughs> yeah. that she could leave her bag in the seat saying, oh, this can't be your seat. Well, how the hell do you know what this National Railroad did when it came to me assigning me a seat? Absolutely. When your seat is already taken and you are straight, so what the hell do you have to open up your mouth about anything anybody else is doing on that train? I'm telling you, when if that you lady would have train... talked to that, when the lady would have talked to the black lady, I'd have been like, okay, not a problem. Went to the conductor and told him that's my seat. Tell that bitch to get her motherfucking bag up. Yeah, I'm cussing tonight. God damn it. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> on. Right, I had, I had it. the seat was the seat was on my ticket, so. I was going to sit there, but she just thought that she had carte blanche because the black girl who was assigned to that seat was sitting over there so she could rest her pocketbook and all her little trinkets and shit. And when I said it's my seat, she had to move all kind of crap out the way. But she had okay. stuff all in that second seat. She was just, oh, she, she was comfortable. She was camped down. She was camped down. Oh, you know, it was. sympathy for the ass any damn way because I would have yeah, punched her like that. I even said to her. I said, look, I just. When she talked about the person, the seat was, I said, look, I just want, I'm just going to my destiny. She said, yeah, aren't we all? I said, no, not apparently you. <laughs> Shit, you the goddamn police up in here. Oh, Papa. Yeah, yeah, we all want to go try destination. I said, my ass. <laughs> you are the Negro watcher. It is your, I guess today is your turn Ooh. to watch the Negro. Ooh. I know okay. you wish you like I said, Like I said, yeah, Karen is alive and well. I'm telling you, Karenitis is a real disease. And you know what's another thing, too? And like I said, I'm going to get off the soapbox. we got to continue with the show. 
Anytime I get up on a train and I may go to the overhead and go in my bag, it seems like every white eye on the train looks up at me like, what is this Negro Mm. doing? Whose bag is he going in? Is your bag up there where he is? Oh, it is a mess. Anyway, that's 2021 we're living in. Hello. Look, I'm going to give you some ammunition. This is a funny Maybe. one, but I'm giving you some ammunition. They won't fuck with you anymore. Act like you a gay man. They will not fuck with you. Mm. <laughs> mm. Oh, is that what it is? I would be on the phone. Hey, honey, child. Um, mm. And then go get go go get in your bag and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, then they'd be scared to look. <laughs> that is too funny. All right, we're going right. to take a quick break. After all that black rage and Karenitis. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> it, like I said, I was I had a whole nother segment, but I just I had to get that off. I had to vent. Had to get that off. I had chest. to vent. I had to vent. It's cool. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and we coming back with Kettle with the uh, Hollywood Entertainment Report on the Pajama Party Show. Hey, this is Kettle with the Yellow Top. I'm waiting to hear from you tonight. I'm at the Pajama Party Live. You can reach us at 914-803-4306, or you can check us out on AvaJawaParty.com. I've got my opinions, but I want to hear yours. Papa Didi and Red Wine are trying to beat me down, so I need you to call back and back me up. I know you're out there. I can hear you breathing, so call me now. 914-803-4306. I'm right here on WBJP, Blog Talk Radio. Waiting to hear from you. Uh, here it comes. I, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. Uh, I'm one of your property. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. <laughs> Both what, darling? You all right over there? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, uh, uh. Come on, Bob. All right. It's time to kettle in the Hollywood wrap-up. Hollywood. Pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa Hollywood. All, All right. right. Mm-hmm. Let's get it. All right. I might as well continue on that soapbox with uh, Britney Spears. Uh, Britney Spears, uh, she had a chance on Wednesday. The court ruled that she could get a, a new lawyer, her own lawyer. Um, the ruling came after Spears testified in June about her situation under this 13-year conservatorship, calling it abusive and asking that it be terminated. During this um, hearing on Wednesday, the judge, Brenda Penny, she got a female, which is good, allowed for the um, resignation of her um, previous lawyer, Samuel um, Ingram, a court-appointed lawyer in um, Bessemer Trust, which was the co-conservator of her estate along with her father, Jamie Spears, so... Um, that's good. She's able to get her own lawyer now. So I just think that these people in Cohoos together, the lawyer and everybody with the father. So mm-hmm. that's good that she um, got that done. Um, do you guys believe Siri Cruz um, from Tom Cruise and um, Katie Holmes? She's 15. What? Looking just like her mama. Yep, Siri. She is 15, looking just like her mama. 
They were showing her um, walking up New York Street. She was rocking the uh, flare jeans in New York City today. Um, but I, I was like, wow, time truly has, has flown. Fifteen. Remember, she was just a little girl. I remember when she but, was just a little toddler. Yeah. I'm like, 15? Okay. She's doing her thing. Um, she might follow in her mother's footsteps. Who knows? I mean, it's like uh, mama spit her out. Like, Tom didn't have nothing to do with it. So, okay. but uh, Also, um, uh, Ellen, uh, which is Tiger's ex-wife, um, they're on good terms. Um, her and um, his current girlfriend, Erica Herman, um, you know, they kind of got together um, after he had this crash, and um, come to find out, the ex-wife Ellen, they're on they're on good terms. You know, because they share kids together. So, um, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's that's cool. Even though she was gonna uh, smash his his <laughs> he was gonna smash his head in uh, once he had that affair some time ago, well, about ten years ago. Um, but uh, it seems like they have come to a common place. Because uh, of the kids, I think so. Well, that's that's, that's good. a good thing. Yeah, that's good. Um, also, um, Anthony Bourdain. He's uh, someone's coming out with a documentary on him. Remember, he was the um, connoisseur of uh, exotic foods. Um, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, um, used to be on CNN. Life. Isn't that the show? Yeah, network. Okay. Yeah, I think it was on CNN. He took his life about three years ago. Um, he had been dealing with um, all kinds of drugs, mental health. Um, so he was just, you wouldn't think so, you know, if you saw him on his show because he, he was all about food and he talked about exotic food. I saw him take a bus, take a train, and take a boat to go somewhere to go get food on, um, you know, one of his shows. So he right. kind of went to the ends of the earth to, um, you know, to, to get food, exotic foods. But I learned a lot on that show. And uh, when he um, took his own life, that thing kind of blew me. But it's a new documentary coming out um, today on his life. So check that out. Also, okay. two men. They found two men dead in the former Versace mansion. Um, this is almost an anniversary 24 years ago when um, Versace got killed. The two men were found dead at the former Versace Mansion in Miami um, just one day before, the, like I said, 24th anniversary of Versace. A member of the housekeeping of the staff um, found the two men in a room on, on Wednesday. Um, the victims were identified as Adam um, Rayship, 31 in New Jersey, and Alexander Gross, who was only 30, of Pennsylvania. Both had gunshot wounds for the head, and the preliminary investigation points to the incident being in, quote-unquote, apparent double suicide. Wow. Wow. Oh, boy. What is going on? Maybe, and they maybe picked the Versace a, mansion to do that? Yeah. I said maybe some kind of hoax or something going on, you know, going to the Versace mansion. That's crazy. But, uh, mm. yeah. And uh, our girl Jada Pickett, she is sporting a bald head. She was always wearing those wraps and everything, but she decided to cut everything off. And her uh, daughter, she cut her hair also, I guess, you know. <laughs> Mama can do it, I can do it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, last but not least, Biz Markey, hip-hop and beatboxer pioneer. He did it at 57. Um, they said he had complications with... Um, 
diabetes, due to diabetes. Oh, he man. Did the, uh, Marquis? Yeah, he was a singer in 89, Just a Friend. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Everybody yeah, knows so. that song. You say yeah. you just a friend. Oh, yep, baby, yep. you <laughs> got what That's I him. need. Of course, wow, that wasn't his I'm real so name. Sorry. His real name was Marcel Theo Hall. He was born April 8th, 1964, in Harlem, New York. He was raised in Long Island, began his music career performing in nightclubs and colleges. Okay. Didn't know that. All right. He released his debut album, Going Off, on the Cold Chillin' imprint in 88. Mm-hmm. So um, he had some... Um, uh, they also mentioned that he um, went to court, a uh, lawsuit as far as music also, you know, the sampling and everything. Um but uh, what artist doesn't go through that, you know? So. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. All right, there's Margie. That's my Hollywood wrap-up. All right. Well, thank you. That was some good information. Mm-hmm. So sorry to hear about Biz Marquis. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, that takes us down to the Kiss It List, Papa Didi. Can yeah. you uh, Come on with it. What is the kiss it list? Man, that's a list that everybody showed their butt hiney. We're going to put them on blast, all the Karens of the world. Yes, indeed. And that uh, Congressman. Mark, Matt, Matt Gates. Matt Gates for speaking at that uh, Brittany rally like he was so concerned. He was just shouting, man, man, man. I'm like, man, please. You could have prepared for your own trial. Yeah, really. Anyway. Uh, also, we've got the Minnesota 2nd District Police for destroying evidence uh, relative to the George Floyd case, and it sounds like some other case. Uh, well, you had a clean house. Yeah. They had an evidence, you know, had the tracks. Uh, also, Harvard University for denying tenure to uh, Cornell West and University of North Carolina for denying tenure to the other sister whose name I just forgot. And she's now at Howard, so she's straight, but both of those universities right now, y'all can kiss it. Uh, Also, the company that made that Lego gun cover for Glock, uh, which is just crazy. Is it Cold Pop, Pep Precision? Oh, yeah, yeah, they're on the kiss it list for even coming up with that idea. One for the idea, two for even doing it. So they're on the kiss it list. Uh, I think you, Papa Didi, said all the Karens. Yeah, ESPN. ESPN? What they yeah, do? Yeah, for milking, milk, I mean milking like a cow, that Aaron Rodgers story, whether or not he's going to play this year. They've been... He said he didn't want to play with them, and, you know, they don't really need <clears throat> NFL news during the off season. I think. Mm. Nobody cares. Just, just, you know, let us know a couple weeks before the season starts with who went where. But they come on these different segments and talk about football when the season is long over. Nobody gives a damn. Them football players is in, they're in Mexico, they're on vacation, they're living their lives, mm-hmm. they don't care. 
you know what I mean? You know, training camp is starting here in a couple of weeks. This is the time stuff should be coming on. But that Aaron Rodgers story, whether or not he's come back to the Green Bay Packers, they've been milking it like a cow. Wow. And he still ain't got no results of what he's doing. But every day when the story comes up, well, new information about Aaron Rodgers' decision for the Green Bay Packers in, in, that, in, the, in, in this show. Yeah, well, I guess he's still on the fence. Uh, we'll, uh, <laughs> our next show we'll talk about, will he come back this year? or will he... Bullshit. ESPN, <laughs> okay. get a life. ESPN. Uh, anybody else, Kevin? No, you guys hit hit everything on the head. Back to the John Party One Hills Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Well, that wraps it up for us. Time for the last word. All right. Ooh. You want to go first, Papa Didi? What's your last word? Yeah, my last word is just watch yourself out there. They got a lot of uh, road rage going on now. Watch mm. yourself. You know, people get, if you see somebody getting angry, crazy, even if you are just riding and you know, you, you just, you see something crazy. You know, tread far behind. You ain't got to get close to nobody out there. Believe me, just arrive to your destination. Don't try to be no hero. Don't try to be, you know, don't don't battle nobody. People are absolutely crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Mm. Uh, okay, I'll go next. My last word is to... These teenagers that got caught in the Washington area, D.C. area, for all of those armed robberies, it was crazy. They they got caught and, and uh, busted for like 19 armed robberies that all happened within a short period of time. I mean, y'all, y'all are throwing your lives away, and for what? If you want money, get a job. All of this running around, banging, banging with people, stealing things, the carjackings, all of this stuff is totally out of control. So like Papa Didi said, you got to watch it still. When you go to the gas station, don't leave your car running. Even though you think I'm just turning my head for one second to do whatever, that's all it takes for somebody to jump in and try to jack your car. You got to watch yourself. Be careful. If somebody cuts you off, don't feel like you got to flip them the bird. Just 
keep your eyes straight and keep, you know, keep control of your vehicle and keep it moving. Don't even stare mm-hmm. them down. When you get next to them, don't look at them because they might be having something pointing in your direction. So don't look at them. Just keep it moving. And wear your mask. Mm-hmm. All right. That's my last um, I'm going to chime on, on both of those. Uh, first of all, the mayor needs to start stepping up and start doing some things with these youth because there's too much going on. You know, they just had the two girls. They finally sentenced them, but they're going to juvenile. Really a slap on the yeah. wrist until they become 21. Yeah. And, and so now these cards, yeah. So now yeah, these kids are robbing and stuff. The man needs to put a foot down. You know, you can't just be all on one side. You, you kind of have to help us, too. I mean, you know, just help what's going on. And um, on that note about, you know, people acting crazy, driving crazy, it's something in this air because it's, you know, I guess we've been locked down for almost two years, so it's like people out, so they're just acting a fool. So, um, you because know, I've had a lot of people run up on me just behind me. You might as well just hit me. So I just slide on over, let them go, and, uh, you know, just meet them at the next light because that's where they're going. That's it, next light, or they're going to be wrapped around the pole. But uh, hopefully not. Mm But uh, there's a lot going on. Just stay woke and uh, continue where your man's, like you said. So that's my last word. All righty. Well, we appreciate everybody for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, Papa Didi Jr. for reminding us about those bugs. We're going to try to get those available in the next couple of months. Have some available that you can purchase to show your support for the Pajama Party Show. We would appreciate it. Uh, but that wraps it up for us. So uh, I guess we can say good night and uh, get on to the next event. <laughs> you going to say good night, Papa Didi? Yeah, good night, everybody. All right. Good night, everybody. Bonsoir. Good night. Say good night. Good night. Yes. All right. We'll catch you next time on the Pajama Party Show, 9 o'clock Friday. We'll be here. Meet us there. Bye-bye. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well... I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night. Good night.